This is Heavy Hog Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the game between the Washington Redskins and the Chicago Bears. What was the deal with the turnovers? Was there butter on the ball? Weird game. D'Angelo Hall ties an NFL record with four interceptions. We talk about this and much more live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 what's up, y'all? Yo, 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 what's yo, happening? Yo. yo, yo, yo. What's happening? We got four wins. Four. We got four wins. Four wins. We got four wins. Dude. We got four wins. We now have as many wins as we did all last year, and it's only week seven. <sighs> we have one less win than, than Dallas has losses. Excellent! <laughs> Um, dudes, we got to win, and I'll take a win any way we can get it, but what an ugly, bizarre football game that was on Sunday. That was very strange. It's quite anyway, Welcome, everybody. Oh, yeah, welcome, welcome to the podcast, and I'd like to thank, as always, our benevolent sponsor, David Lee from David Lee Legal Services, and... True Redskins fan. True Redskins fan. True. And, um, yeah, back to that game. Dudes, seriously, what's up with the turnovers? There what's were, up with the turnovers? Of... What's up with the offense? Yeah, what's up with the offense? Who? Why can't they catch how a pass? Lucky, t- dudes, how lucky have we been to win the four games that we've won this year? Especially this one. This one maybe more than any of the others, considering how ridiculously inept the offense was. They scored 10 points. Dude, they were inept, and not to mention the referees were inept. Chicago was inept. Chicago, it just happened that Chicago was a little bit more inept than our offense was. Jay Cutler just sucks. (laughs) He just sucks. Dude, do you remember that the Redskins were, that Serato was trying to get him in a trade for Jason Campbell? Yep. Remember the time. Yep. Not only, dude. Not only does he suck, but he's like conceited and um, pompous, an alcoholic, and uh, whatever other kind of words like that you can think of to describe him. He's a punk. He's too. He's too worried about going out and getting wasted, and like, you know, not being a professional, and worrying about his football team, than he is about going out and actually. Uh, Throwing to players who are on the right team. I guess maybe he was so drunk during this game that he uh, he thought perhaps maybe he had been traded to the Redskins in the second half since he threw four passes right to D'Angelo Hall. I think he had more completions to D'Angelo Hall in the second half than he did his own team. He, he might have. He's pretty close to it. it. <laughs> he had 26 completions in the game um, out of 40 attempts. So if you count the four to Hall, that would be 30 completions. That's pretty good, <laughs> 30 out of 40. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ryan Terrain, speaking of – enough about that punk. Wait, though. did they – hold Terrain. on, hold on. Did they count that uh, one that bounced off LeRon Landry's head and went back 25 yards and his lineman caught it? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I think that counts as a catch. That was insane. <laughs> there was so much – yeah, there was so much weird just, yeah, cue yakety sacks for so much of that game. It was out of control. Seriously. Dude, we fumbled it six times. Do you realize that? Six. Yeah. Yeah. And that Chris Cooley mm-hmm. one was just like, are you are you serious? Where he was like, Yeah, six fumbles, Ugh. but we only lost one of them. And we got so lucky in so many ways in this game. Like, like the fact that they challenged that play. What was it? At the one-yard line, and it got and, and, and they lost the challenge. The Bears did. And so on the next play, Cutler went for that quarterback sneak, and he actually broke the plane before Hainsworth hit him. Dude. Or was it right after Hainsworth hit him? Hainsworth was holding him back, and he was reaching over, and then London Fletcher knocked it out. But it was definitely a touchdown, in my opinion. Oh yeah, it was total touchdown. But if they had, but since he had already just burned a challenge and lost it, Lovey Smith was afraid to do it again. Well, then he's inept. We got also, totally lucky there. Then he's inept, also, dude. He is because he should have challenged that. <laughs> I mean, seriously, who yep. who cares if you lose a challenge? Or a timeout. It was a touchdown. It's a seven-point difference. Yeah, but think and think about that. That was super lucky. The second pick that McNabb threw for a touchdown got called back. The same dude picked him twice for a touchdown, but the second one got called back. And that was so because there. that was because Donovan McNabb was inept and didn't get the playoff in time. So we got lucky on his ineptitude paid off for us on that one. And dudes, D'Angelo Hall, as we all, everyone knows, D'Angelo Hall tied an NFL record with four picks in one game. Um, the first person since, I think it was Delta O'Neal in 2001, and I think the first Redskins since Sammy Baugh to do right. so. Yeah, congratulations um, to D'Angelo Hall, because a couple of those interceptions were nice. Two a of couple them of them were like, right, right to him, and a couple of them were really, really good. One of them, he like reached kind of back behind him and used those super sticky dicks gloves. <laughs> we talked about last week. He must I don't know. It. Carlos Rogers needs to get some of those gloves that D'Angelo Hall has. Well, all he needs Dude, to do thank is go goodness to they didn't try to throw on Carlos Rogers. Seriously. Hey, aren't we affiliates for dicks? <laughs> <laughs> we could send Carlos Rogers a pair. If we, we could find out what Carlos Ro- what uh, Hall is wearing. We could send those to Rogers. Or maybe Hall could give some to him as a birthday present. I'm just glad they didn't throw him at Rodgers. We got lucky on that, too. But, of course, as you guys heard with dumbass Cutler, after the game, he's like, I'd pick on him. I forget what his exact quote was, but it was something to the effect of, I'd pick on him in every game. I know. Yeah, he was all cocky about it. He was like, I'll keep throwing at him. Yeah, I heard exactly the kind of person Cutler has been, always. Cutler's always been like that. I heard D'Angelo Hall talking about that on the next day. He was on the Doc, whatever it is, the one with John Thompson and Doc uh, Walker. Walker. Anyway, he was on there, and they were asking him about that. He was like, um, I didn't hear what he said, but um, he basically said that he played against him one time in Oakland and that Al Davis was making them play, I forget what defense it was. And he was like, so... It was probably man-to-man because he's terrible at man-to-man. He, he's a great... He was basically like, uh, so if you judge the playing Very good. against me that one game and... Okay. He was basically <laughs> like, um, okay, keep throwing it back there. 
Yeah, it's like I can't wait to play you again if you're still in the league next year. Because I mean, this has been a huge fall from a fall from grace for him since the middle of last season with the Bears. Well, he was talking about like towards those those last couple, and he was like, "I was covering the guy, the receiver, and I noticed that he was running real hard, and receivers don't." work that hard unless the ball's coming to them and I was like, You gotta be kidding to me. He's throwing it over here again. <laughs> and then he went up and got it. <laughs> went up and got it. Wow. Hey guys, let me let me point something out because I, I feel like the uh I feel like it was pretty obvious this week that the, the defense seems to be gelling a little bit more. At least that's how I felt about it. Um you know like they're playing playing better together. You look at the points and uh you know we allow a lot less points this week. And uh, only one yeah, touchdown. Offense, right? Dude, we only allowed, don't, don't, gave up seven points on defense. We gave one up seven drive. Points. Don't forget, don't yep. forget, very inept offense that we played this last week. I mean, but they were driving, and then you know we cut them off at the thirteen. We cut them off at the goal line. Yep. Hainsworth was That's absolutely true. insane. That sack <laughs> was. Did, did you guys see when he game. when he picked up that line that lineman and basically just the carried center. him back there and he sackled both of them? Did I see like, it? Sackle. That was the best sack that I've ever seen in my life. He used that has got to be an official sack. <laughs> he used a three hundred pound dude. That was the best sack you've ever seen. In your life. <laughs> Hainsworth had the that best sack, sack that I've ever seen. It was so huge, dude. Think about it. He picked up a three hundred pound dude. Against his will, and threw him like a rag doll at the, his own quarterback, and sacked him with. He sacked him with and the knocked dude. them both down. Yep. In fact, I I watched it because it was on YouTube. Someone put it up there, and it was like the title of it was something like Haynesworth sacks Cutler with Chris Will, whatever his name is Williams. I think Chris Williams sacks. It was like Haynesworth sacks Cutler with Chris Williams. <laughs> I was like, yeah, with him, literally, as a weapon. Dude, he yeah. just picked him up and he and he sackled both of them. I mean, it was awesome. And, and he was actually, John, it wasn't the center. He was lined up at defensive end on that play. That sack mm. was meaty. So it was like a I thought it guard. was the center that he threw. I thought it was, but pretty, I guess it was the guard. I'm pretty sure it was the guard. That was meaty, dude. Meaty and veiny. But then he had some other huge play. <laughs> what was it, like a third and one or something? He took the dude out for like three yards back. The goal line play where he just dove over the pile and nailed Cutler. Even if Cutler right, really right. did get let in, me, it was still a good play by Hainsworth. Since oh, you bring this up, let me let me ask you guys this question and see what you think. Do you think that you know uh, Hainsworth had that rough week where you know he lost his his brother? We talked about all that, and uh, you know he came back after that and he didn't play. And he sat in the booth. And do you think that was a thing where um, Shanahan just said, "Look, you just need to take some time, man. Don't and just relax. That's a tough thing you're going through." Do you think that that something like that maybe happened and Hainsworth realized, "Hey, I can play for this team. I can, I you know, put put this stuff aside." Life changing moment. No, I don't think that's what happened. I think what happened is he came back and wanted to play, and then Shanahan was being all stubborn and wouldn't let him play because he said so last week. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, he and I really out of that think game la- on Thursday before the Indianapolis game, he was ruled out on Thursday. When he came back on Wednesday, he was ruled out the next day. And I really think that if we had him they in that game, it could have made the, it could have made the difference in that game because, like we said before, Peyton Manning is terrified of him from when yeah. he played at Tennessee. I was mad you that he wasn't see playing. The anger, 
you could see, yeah, me too. And you could see the anger that Hainsworth had in this past game, the way he was, well, throwing linemen around. And, I mean, he was he was just making great plays. And if Shanahan right. does this again and doesn't play Hainsworth based on this, like, squabble that they still have going on, then I'm going to be really mad because he's obviously, obviously your best defensive lineman by far. And they're what also what they're doing right now with him is that they're letting him they're they're playing him correctly they're not trying to play him every down they're they're putting him in in, in the proper uh, I think every single time we're like where's Hainsworth and we're like oh there he is he is in sweet yeah dude but they had him lined up at end did you guys see that oh yeah well yeah because end in a four too. dude end in a three four is like a guard. In a four three, like coming over, the, yeah, he's coming over the guard when you do that stuff. You're in the same position. Right. Well, that's true. Speaking of the defensive line and the defense in general, Arakpo now got two sacks in this game, and he now has seven. Insane for the year. Insane already seven sacks in seven games, and he's the most. He's drawn the most holding penalties in the NFL. Oh yeah. Against his def- against the uh, person def- and uh, the offensive lineman going against it. John, I don't have the stat on this, but. And you probably won't be able to pull it up, but I'm interested to know how many sacks he has when Hainsworth is on the field compared to when he does not, when Hainsworth's not in there. Because Hainsworth would be really cool to know. Hainsworth's taking up two dudes, and yeah, that's a good question. I don't know, but you know, like if John's, I don't know if John's looking that up, but we had four sacks on this game. Don't forget, don't forget that Rocky McIntosh had a sack as well. That's yeah. right, Rocky McIntosh. The the whole Rocky McIntosh Lance Briggs thing from a couple years ago. Yeah. I saw Lance Briggs. Lance Briggs couldn't go. He he aggravated an injury in the first quarter or the first half. Um he had an ankle injury, I believe, and and he wasn't able to go. And I think Rocky McIntosh was a little pumped about that too, because there was that whole thing where they wanted to trade him for Lance Briggs and some draft pick and stuff like that. I forget what the details were on that one a few years ago. That was another Serato like, Sweet, we can get rid of Lat. Yeah, we can get rid of Lance Briggs and bring in McIntosh. He'll be awesome. And yeah, another dumbass Serato move. And McIntosh pretty much showed. Well, like I said, Lance Briggs. It wasn't really a fair fight because Lance Briggs didn't even play but half a quarter. But McIntosh but, but did McIntosh house showed, Cutler on that play. He dude, showed McIn- that he had a great game. McIntosh had a huge game, and 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 I think we all like you know. Uh, know about D'Angelo Hall's game. I mean, D'Angelo Hall had uh, four interceptions with seven seven tackles on the game. He led the team in tackles. But right behind him, Rocky McIntosh, six tackles, two assists, a sack, and a forced fumble. Huge game for yeah. Rocky McIntosh. Huge game. He's always quietly huge in these games, especially this year. Yeah, he's gotten better and better. Don't forget, he missed an entire season with that – The I, was it ACL, MCL, something like that? Yeah, it was a so, knee. You know, it takes a long time to come back from that. Even when people come back, it takes them something like six or seven games to get back in game form, usually. And sometimes they come back and they're just not the same. It's like, uh, you know, they're worried about that little twinge or something happening there, and they just don't play, seem to play all out. But he seems to have come back, moved on, and forgotten about it. I'm going to knock on some wood right now. He could have made a huge difference in last week's game also. I might point out. Dudes, all I know is that we're four and three. And the way that, and yet again, it went down to one of the last plays of the game, or it went down to the end of the game. 
It wasn't the last play, you know, dude. We had victory formation. It was no, we did. We had three three uh, victory formations to end the game, which was wow. There's a minute left on the clock, and we can all collectively start breathing again and get our hearts out of our throats. Um, yeah, four and three. We're, we're we're still solidly in this thing, as opposed to some other uh, NFC East teams. Dude, not only are we in it, not only are we in it, as of right now, I was looking at the little graphic they showed on Monday Night Football last night when the Cowboys dropped to one and five. (laughs) Um, um, I was looking at this little graphic and it looked as if I could be wrong, but right now we are, the season ended, we'd be the top wild card spot. Interesting. Well, the season's not going to end right now. We got a ways to go. We need to keep keep plugging away and doing what we did this week, what we've been doing every week. You know, getting better, getting better. I think Donovan McNabb today, uh, he he made some statement like uh, the offense is ready to explode. Did you guys see that? They're ready to implode. <laughs> I dude. sure, I sure hope so because they didn't do jack squat in this last game, dude. I are horrible. I heard an interview with Donovan McNabb and he was like. And we got down there close, and we threw an interception. And I'm like, we? You threw uh, the interception, dude. We. It's we all put, about we. It's all put the onus on yourself, dude. Yeah, he only had a 56.8 quarterback rating against the Bears this week. Dude, he completely he sucked. Terrible. He completely sucked, but that I'll get into where that he, That later. first pick that he threw, yeah, the first pick he threw, where those two dudes were about to sack him, and instead of eating the ball, he tried to, like, chuck it somewhere, and it ended up getting tipped and running for a touchdown. That was just that, what what the hell kind of rookie mistake was that? Who was that? Brent Favre? Dude. Yeah, really. I'll get into I don't know, dudes, but but if if the Redskins beat the Lions this week, we're only gonna be a half game back from the Giants in the division. That's a big if too. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a lot more worried about the Lions game than I was against the Bears. Because we always yeah, suck. Barely won this one. We always barely. suck <laughs> against teams we're supposed to play or people think we're supposed to play well about. Although According to Vegas, the Lions are the favorite team. So at least we're not favored. Hmm. Because that would seal our fate. Matt Stafford's uh, supposed to be back, by the way. Speaking of Vegas. Oh, good. We can injure his shoulder again. (laughs) You know, know, I was in Vegas this past week during the game. And um, I was talking to people about how they bet, people that were betting on the game and such. Um, And... uh, this one guy was like, yeah, I'm not betting on the Redskins. And I told him, I said, dude, let me, I said, here's, here's my thoughts on this game. Because, and this is just based on how everything's gone this game, uh, this year. It's been a very close game. I'm going to say Redskins are going to win it by three. And, uh, and he was like, no, no way. No way, dude. The Bears are going to win by 10. And he bet, and he bet that way. And well, he's an he should have listened to me. Should have well, listened idiot, to me. Dude. Did you so, bet to win by three? I didn't. I didn't make it over to the book in time to place the bet. Not in time. Whatever. You were afraid to bet. You were afraid, dude. No, I wasn't afraid. Were you trying? Just, you were I, like running over there and they're like, sorry, bet's closed. I just, uh, no, I, um, I stayed in a non-gaming hotel. So, um, from where I went. Dude, there to, ain't no such, where were you in California? <laughs> No, dude, I was at, at the convention center, surrounded by non-gaming Harry's hotels. Chicken House or whatever it's called. Here's the thing, dude. Harry's Chicken Ranch. You know, 
Las Vegas is Las Vegas is fine, and if you want to go walk the strip and go gambling, do all that, that's great. But I was there for a convention, man, and my hotel was across the street, which across the street in Las Vegas is only like three quarters of a mile. So I mean, I had this nice short walk to the convention center, as opposed to if I stayed on the strip, it would have taken me forty-five minutes to an hour to get to the convention center. So you know, no gaming in the hotel, but uh, it, it was interesting to talk to the people that were betting on the games. Because they're obviously idiots if they pick the Bears and Cutler because he's horrible. The Man. Bears. Man. Anyway, let's move forward. Um, let's see. Uh, did we talk a little bit about all the turnovers? Yes. I have no idea what was wrong with the ball, but apparently it was very slick because no one could catch it except for D'Angelo Hall. Yeah, no lie. And it was horrible. He, even he could, he could even catch it one-handed. Yep. So I don't know what was gloves. going on. The, I don't even want to talk about the offense. They don't look any better than last year, dudes. They look terrible. And six fumbles, six fumbles on the game. We only lost one. Unbelievable. I, and we still only won by three points. Yeah. We'll get into that a little bit more as well. Anyway, um, let's get into the cuts and signings from the week. Um, apparently, we signed some dude named uh, another JJ, Jeremy. Um, Jeremiah. Jeremiah Johnson. Running back to the practice squad. Uh, we had John Jansen. We traded him for Jeremy Jarman. Not literally, but he's gone. Jeremy <laughs> Johnson's in, and now we got Jeremiah or Jeremy Jarman. Jer- Jeremiah, Jeremiah Johnson. Johnson. All these JJs. Why are Jeremiah we signing Johnson another? is right. Hey, what is this? Let me bring this up. What does this say about the future of Clinton Portis? We're signing another running back here. We're trying some folks out. Well, we have to because Chad Simpson is injured. Clinton Portis is yeah. injured, so we only have two other running backs. Keelan well, Williams, I'll tell you who why I think sucks. we got. Yeah, Mike got, Sellers is also injured. Yeah, he's, he's got injured. a uh, ankle. He's got some, not an ankle sprain, but he's got like a sprain to his foot somewhere. He was wearing a boot. I heard Shanahan yeah. in his conference on Monday say that it was um, something on the bottom of his foot, but he hasn't ruled him out for this week's game. He said. Yeah, well, yeah, Simpson. Ch- Who's that? Well, Chad the, the Simpson, whole... who uh, Chad Simpson has got a tweaked hamstring, um, which is why he was inactive. We only had two running backs on the active roster for the game, and I do want to note that they called him Clint Simpson on Redskins.com, not Chad, which is his real name. They called him what? <laughs> Clint. 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 Clint Simpson. Clint. Like Clint Eastwood. And I guess Clint they Simpson. They could have called him so Bart they... Simpson. I think yeah, they gave him the uh, a wrong first name on their actual website. I think, but right. then again, they also said that for uh, this after we signed this Jeremiah Johnson guy to the practice squad, we cut some dude named Quinn Porter, another running back from the practice squad. I've never even heard of this guy, and it doesn't it's not listed anywhere on their website that on the transactions that he was ever signed to the. Uh, oh no, it was he was signed October sixth. Who cares? I've never heard of him. He's gone. Cut. Well. Well, Jeremiah Johnson actually he came over from the Texans, right? So he was uh, he's worked with Kyle Shanahan before. So m- maybe it's Kyle Shanahan is uh, comfortable with this guy. Maybe Kyle Shanahan needs to make some better plays on offense. Kyle Shanahan, he needs to get comfortable with calling something that works. But hey, a lot of this in this game was not his fault. Donovan McNabb throwing crappy passes at the Six beginning fumbles. of the at the beginning of the game I was keeping a tally over crappy passes versus good passes but I lost count pretty quick and it was then about everyone 50-50. was dropping them 
the ones that he did throw good, people were dropping, and the ones that he didn't, of course, they didn't have a chance to get. It was horrible. Yeah, yeah, there was that one where he uh, Cooley dropped one and then Moss dropped one, like right after that or right before that. Yeah, like important ones. And Anthony Armstrong dropped one. Oh, that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, Armstrong dropped that one. I don't know. In any event, it was it was a, a decrepit day offensively, but the defense got stout. They only gave up seven points like you guys were, we've been talking about. And, you know, a win is a win. Again, once again, the team pulls one out. Yep. Somehow. Oh, yeah, and it was such a bad day for Donovan McNabb that he didn't even throw it towards Galloway to have a bad pass that direction. <laughs> <laughs> Dudes, we got to learn to move the chains on third down, though. Um, we were only like two for 13 on third down. That's terrible. And that's been 13. a consistent uh, problem this year, guys. It, it just getting third down conversions have been horrible. I do have to say, though, for the second straight week, we've had over 100 yards rushing, which is encouraging. Yeah. 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 Which was encouraging until – Ryan Terrain fumbled there late in that drive. It was like the one long sustained drive of the game, or the second one in the whole game. And there he goes, fumbles the hey, ball. Speaking mm-hmm. of speaking of fumbles, uh, Brandon Banks fumbled. Does that mean he's cut? Nope, because he recovered the fumble. <laughs> that that was his out. I knew it too. I was like, man, I knew he was gonna fumble. Of course, I say it every say time. That he gets every the ball. time the ball's going to him, you're like, he's going to fumble. You panic over him every time. I'm dude. like, dude, don't worry. He's got it. He's got some of those teeny, gloves. Dude. Man. He's okay. He's teeny. <laughs> the ball was so big compared to him. I mean, it's like it's like me trying to knock a football out of my three year old's hands when he's on the field. Come on, <laughs> dude, he's gonna fumble. It's kind of like he's carrying a medicine ball around or something. <laughs> I know, dude. <laughs> It's just gonna, it's inevitable, man. It's gonna happen. No, but he's a tough little guy, man. Those, you watch those guys, it seemed like to me they were like really trying to hit him pretty hard and he just popped right back up, you know? Dude, so, yep, I agree. He I is think tough. he's a tough little guy. Yeah. He's like, he's like the champion for little dudes that want to play football everywhere. Yeah, exactly. In the Pee Wee League. Anyway, um, moving on, uh, it's time for the O line report. Uh, where's the music? Is it still the Dockery? <laughs> Let's do the Dockery Report music. And Might now, well. the Dockery Report. Now, the Dockery Report with John Adams. Dockery could probably give us the report from the sideline since uh, he wasn't playing. Maybe Again. we could get him on the show every week. He could, like, do it live or something. Here's my O-line report. Right. Um. You'll remember in the offseason how I said that uh, Artis Hicks was going to be a good pickup? Well, I've changed my mind. He sucks. I told you. <laughs> He's I told bad. you. I told you immediately. I was like, that's a dumb signing. He sucked in, in Minnesota. Yeah, uh, we only saw Stefan Heyer briefly when he came in for Jamal Brown, but then he got injured. So Yeah, yeah. they said the plan was to have him and Brown, uh, Jamal Brown, rotate. Since Jamal Brown's still coming off that that hip surgery that he missed all of 2009 for, um, and that he doesn't have full range of motion, I guess, in the ball and socket, and the hip is bothering um, him a little bit. I heard yeah. Shanahan say that. So I think that's another reason that we won is because we didn't have to see Stefan Heyer for the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah, odd body wasn't it? Stefan Heyer. Um, let me see. How many times did McNabb get sacked in this game? 
He was sacked twice or three times, I believe. Um, how many times was McNabb sacked? McNabb. How many times that would was be he twice. sacked? That would be twice, but one of them he threw a pick for a touchdown on. A tip pass for a touchdown, I should say. Yeah, so he was sacked um, twice. That's so not that bad. But um, he was getting quite a bit of pressure. He was getting a good amount of pressure, but, I mean, their defense is pretty decent with the linebacker um, leader on that team with Brian Urlacher. And with Julius Peppers, uh, when he wants to play, he's one of those guys that's, you know, he has a great game, but if he's not motivated, he just doesn't play well. He was Dude, I didn't motivated. even notice. I didn't even notice Julius Peppers. He had a sack. I still, I didn't even really notice him. And I watched the shortcut again last night for the game. I was like, where's Julius Peppers in this game? I didn't he see. He didn't have much of a presence. I didn't see anything. Um, yeah, he actually didn't have a sack in the game. I thought he did. I didn't see anything egregious on the offensive line. That's all I got to say about that. But He only had two tackles. The, on, the only thing that was egregious on the offensive line was where's Dockery? And why was he inactive again? Speaking of the Dockery report, yeah, uh, third game in a row that he has been inactive. What has he done to piss off the Shanty? The only reason What's he's not in, the only reason Hicks yeah. is in there instead of him is because and Lickensteiger is because, well, not Lickensteiger, but because of uh, Al or what's his face, Will Montgomery, and um, Hicks are in there is because they can play multiple positions. Right, they can play guard and and guard and center or guard and tackle. Doesn't mean they can play him well, but apparently Dockery can't play anything but left guard <laughs> at all. Apparently not. He's very specialized that way. Anyway, I think he should be in there just like I think Hainsworth should be in there, but I'm not the coach of the team. So, all right. Well, that's enough for the O line report. Let's move on to the injury report. Um, with John Adams. It's time for the injury report with John Adams. With John Adams. <laughs> In case you didn't hear, it's time for the injury report with John Adams. That's what I hear. Uh, we talked about a few people. Mike Sellers has had that injury on his foot. Um, we're going to know a little bit more about that tomorrow, Wednesday, which is when a lot of you probably are going to be listening to this because we usually record on Tuesday nights. Um, hopefully he will be active for the next game and we'll be able to deal with that injury more during the bye week, which is after the game this coming uh, weekend. Uh, we also talked about Jamal Brown still bothered by his hip, but he's playing. Um, Clinton Portis may come back after the bye, but he's not in yet. A lot of you guys uh, may have noticed, like Aaron and I did, that Kareem Moore was off the field an awful lot in that game for uh, Reed Dowdy. And apparently Kareem Moore has got a sore right knee. The same knee that he hurt earlier this year, so they're, they're trying to limit him and, and, and ease him along as well. Um, we also talked about Chad Simpson, who tweaked a hammy last week, which is why he was inactive, or Clint Simpson, uh, depending on if you're on Redskins.com. Bart Simpson. And... Bart Simpson. Um, and Odd Body injured his, uh, something. Odd Body. Yep. Odd Body got hurt again, as we already talked <laughs> about. Ankle sprain, which helped us to win the game, I'm sure. And, um, and Roger McIntosh was for, full go. <laughs> <laughs> Roger McIntosh. <laughs> Dudes, what do you guys think? Speaking of injuries, 
early oh. on in the game, it looked like Chris Cooley did not have his head like a hundred percent in the game. Cooley and looked we were messed talking about, up. Aaron and I were talking about that. He looked, he just looked like he was messed up, and he was not. It was not proper for him to play yet after his concussion. Yeah. And I still think after watching the whole game, I know he had a few catches and whatnot. He had seven. I think he also had a fumble, like he always does, and a drop, like he always does. He did have and a he fumble. Just, he just didn't look like he was ready. He just looked like he didn't feel well to mm-hmm. me. But he looked like early in the game when they took him out at one point, it looked like he was going to go puke. Yeah. But it, I don't think he did. But, yeah, he looked sick. He tweaked his foot or something because they were looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Tweak. That's like the word of the podcast. Tweak. 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 Um, yeah. So anyway, I think that's a lot of injuries, but there are a lot of these little teeny ones. Nothing huge, luckily. Nothing did, did like. Did you talk about how cop. Portis is doing his progress? Um, I heard Shanahan talk about it in the conference, and he like John mentioned it. Shanahan said that he definitely will not be back this week, but there's a possibility he'll come back the game after the bye. Right, which which is Philadelphia. And to be clear with that, that yeah. To be clear with that, it is uh, Detroit this weekend at Detroit, and then the bye week after that. So, and then it's Philly, Philly at FedEx after that. So That'd be interesting. Yeah. We, when the hell are we playing the Giants? Like the last game of the season and December fifth. Like, like yeah, the last two like games twice in, a row. in the last four games. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, what is that about? They were looking. Their defense is looking insane. At least Their it was. Their defense is looking really good. But they did give up Their 38 po- 35 points. So, I mean. Yeah. But. The Giants the Giants have a great pass rush, but I, I don't know about their secondary. In any event, we'll talk about that later on. Um, so that pretty much sums it up for the injury report. Yeah, we're going to wipe the field up with them. But anyway. All right, that sums up the injury report. And I think it's about time for the break. When we get back, we'll give our games and kicks, and we'll talk about Josh's fantasy quarterback Romo and uh, <laughs> so the upcoming Josh game. right now is online trying to pick up John Kitten. <laughs> I think someone picked up, I think someone scarfed him up oh wait not in I'm our only league. trying to do that so I can bench not him. in our league not in our league dude he's still available Josh anyway um, <laughs> I'll talk to you guys after the break you're listening to, to Harry Hog Is someone you love in trouble with the law? Maybe your child or grandchild has been charged with a simple traffic offense, a DUI or reckless driving, or a simple misdemeanor, assault, shoplifting, or indecent exposure. Perhaps it's a much more serious felony, murder, drug possession, or distribution, or even a third offense, DUI. Charges like these often leave you asking questions. Who do you turn to for help, and what happens next? The fact is, every case is different, and many require tough choices. Every case is different. To best guide you to the best possible place, you need a seasoned professional. Consider David Lee. He's been practicing criminal and traffic law in the state of Virginia for over a decade and has handled thousands of cases for thousands of clients. David Lee is based in southeastern Virginia, but for the right price, he's ready to travel to any corner of the state, including Ashburn. So if you or someone you love is in trouble with the law, call David Lee today at 757-259-9377. That's 757 757- 
Yo, yo. Pog Mahoen. Pog Mahoen. John, you back with your wee little winky? <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> hey, Aaron, can we get some music for um, Kyle Shanahan? Something slightly different? Um, Yeah, like, like come on, Kyle. Call some better plays, Kyle. Screw you, Kyle. Screw you, Kyle. Screw you, Kyle. Home. I don't know, but if Shanahan Shanahan pulls it off with the Redskins this year, I'm going to start wearing a kilt to the game with my jersey. What do you think? Cool. Dude. I got to find a good burgundy and gold kilt. <laughs> anyway, nice. Moving forward. Wait, here's my favorite part. <laughs> All right, we won the game, oh, so you know what that means. The coming in. Ever elusive Game Ball Award. The Game Ball Award. Right. Who wants to go first? All right. I think we should give our collective Game Ball to D'Angelo Hall, and we should all have to give another Game Ball. Absolutely. Uh, D'Angelo Hall is getting the Game Ball, and you guys know why. And if you don't, you're not really Redskins fans, so stop listening. So, okay. Yes, sir. And did we mention that his uh, the Hall of Fame scarfed up his jersey for, you know, the, the kind of modern what's going on today section of their exhibit right they scarf up all kinds like of stuff, have like stuff yeah they usually get stuff like that that's pertinent to the the ongoing season like you know what i whatnot. heard they just so, got in that you guys might want to see next time you're in canton they just secured and they sent me an email about this mark brunel's yellow cake <laughs> it's on display Excellent. it's on display it's on display on beneath, display. and it will it will be displayed beneath D'Angelo Hall's game tying or record tying jersey, and next to <laughs> Tony Romo's broken clavicle. Oh, it, will, yeah. it, will, it will be displayed on a uh, wax figure of Tony Romo. So anyway, who wants to go first on this? I'll go. I pretty much said my guy, and I'll say it again. I think Rocky McIntosh had a huge game. Um, six tackles, two assists, one sack, and one forced fumble. Number 52, showing he's got it. That's game a good ball. one. The, the quiet, unsung hero of the game, except for that sack. That wasn't very quiet. That was pretty huge. Yes, yep. sir. All right, John, go ahead. Aaron? No, no, you go ahead, because I think I'm going to take yours. You go ahead. Well, mine's going to another than number 92, Hainsworth, for the yeah. biggest, nicest sack I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the goal line stand. I've seen since I was in the shower. The third and whatever two stand. I mean, they say that they're only putting them in on on passing downs, but he had 
he had two huge stops on third and very short or, you know, the goal line situation, short yardage yep. situations. He was insane. He was jumping over people and making tackles, throwing dudes like bowling balls into the quarterback, making them just like <laughs> pathetic at their job. Um, And if he can keep Dude. playing like that, we're going to stack up some wins, I called it. I don't know, but Chicago's O line looked like our our O line did two years ago. Without yeah, their O line is absolutely atrocious, and they well, have a terrible year. alcoholic quarterback. Horrible. Anyway, go ahead, John. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I'm glad you went because I was going to pick him. Um, let's see. I guess I'm going to have to give my game ball to the only guy on offense. That did anything, and it's it's man, I don't know. I actually kind of want to go defensive, but well, you well, know what? I changed my mind. I am going to go defensive. I'm going to go to Laurent or not Laurent Landry, although he should get a shout out. He had a good game, but London Fletcher forced a fumble, recovered a fumble, had six tackles, two assists, had a very very solid game. Mm-hmm. Um, as usual, I I think this yeah. game. I think in this game, giving a game ball to anyone other than a defensive player, especially someone on offense, would just be an egregious problem. I do want to, um, for as much as you know I don't really like uh, Shanahan Jr., I do want to give him a shout-out for that play-action call at the end of the game to get us that first down to seal it. Because Joe Gibbs, sweet. Zorn, any of these other conservative coaches would have basically run it up the middle and we would have had to punt and give them another chance. So yeah. for him to have the balls to pull back and do that bootleg, which would have kept the clock, you know, stop the clock if they didn't complete the pass, um, that was nice, and I'd like to see That it. was a good call. I do want to give a shout-out to one guy on the offense, and that is Trent Don't Call Me Treat Williams. Because you know what we were talking about a little bit ago? We didn't even hear hardly about Julius Peppers. Guess who had him the whole game? The rookie left tackle. Well, there you go. Think about how many guys that are rookie left tackle who is also in or battle like injuries in his foot and his ankle. Think about how many people he's had to go against, or, or, or the people that he's had to go against. Like in that game, he went against Peppers. He's had to deal with the Marcus Ware, um, the Eagles pass rush. He still got two games against the Giants coming up. Um, who else did he have to go up against in some of these games that I'm thinking of? Um, I can't think right off the top of my head, dude. It's too late for that. I'll, I'll uh, be interested to see how he plays against the Giants. Well, I think he's that. done a hell of a good job considering he's gone up against some of the best defenses. The whole, You know, the whole team's gone up against some of the best defenses in the league so far. But he's had to battle some major major defensive ends Mm -hmm. and he's doing pretty darn good especially because of the injuries or especially with the injuries that he's dealing with as well i mean oh he's doing this well against these guys as a rookie i see a very very bright future freeney for our freeney last week spot freeney yeah having to deal with freeney against indianapolis thank you just just Um, think about all the teams d'angelo williams so far d'angelo d'angelo williams from houston Dude, no, 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 not D'Angelo Mario Williams, dude. Sorry. Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> and Clint Simpson. <laughs> Sorry, Mario. <laughs> Mario Williams. <laughs> add him to the list against D'Angelo the Eagles. Williams. I'm trying to think of. 
Dude, yeah, it's late. I'm trying to pull this stuff out of my head. <laughs> but yeah, dudes, that, that, that Mario Williams and Dwight Freeney, think about all the guys he's gone against. So I think he definitely deserves a shout-out. He might be the only guy. Him and Terrain for breaking 100 yards again. All right, all right. But but right. I'm going to hold those two just kind of off to the side and only slightly as we go into the kick in the balls. Um. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we're done with that. Okay, here we go. Uh, let's do this. It's time for this week's Kicking the Balls Award. Um, this week's Kicking the Balls Award is brought to you by Vegas. Um, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. What happens in Vegas apparently stays in, uh, Aaron's Dropbox, according to the text Josh sent me after the last podcast at 2.36 in the morning. What is that all about? <laughs> Josh, what are you talking about? I don't know. And of course, I, I went on the computer and I looked in the Dropbox, our, our shared folder that we have, <laughs> and I was just like, I don't. I figured there was going to be some picture of you like walking around in a yellow cake with like <laughs> at Frank's Chicken Ranch or something, and there was nothing. <laughs> Or like some call. No, I'm very disappointed. Like some. I guess Vegas you guys were you guys were trying to text me after that last podcast, and I didn't get the text until it was like 11:30 my time, 2:30 your time. Why not? And I don't know. They didn't come in, and so then I suddenly got these texts, and that was just my response. I mean, you know, that's what it was. After you'd had a few, obviously. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, kicking the balls. We who wants? Who wants to go first? On this one. I want to go first. All right. My kick in the balls award goes to the entire offense of the Washington Redskins. Every single damn one of them. Good one, dude. Except for maybe, except for maybe Trent Williams. Good one, dude. Josh, how about even Ryan Terrain? Even Ryan Terrain had 125 yards on the game, but did he fumble? Yes. Yes. Everyone on the offense was absolutely atrocious. That's why I wanted to give those two shouts to those guys because it was like a. Slightly weighted to them, but but the rest of them, good God Almighty! Although the Six off- fumbles, although the offensive line did open up lanes to get those 125 yards. I don't care. I would just give it to the skill players. Supposedly, the skill players that can't catch, can't throw, can't hold on. All to the, the guys that were fumbling and dropping passes, like Chris Cooley and Ryan Terrain and Donovan McNabb and Armstrong and Moss. Yeah, all right, right all right. All right, I'll pull it away from the uh, defensive line because they did go against a, they did go against a a pretty good defense again, once again. You know, I thought when we went four and twelve last year, we were supposed to have an easy schedule this year. Um, apparently not. Yeah. Anyway, NFL stands for parity. Josh, who do you pick? Well, I mean, John just pretty much covered everybody, and what I was going to say, you know. It's hard to uh, to give a kick in the balls to a guy that um, that rushed uh, you know 21 attempts for 125 yards with a long run of 27, but I got to give it to Ryan Terrain. Dude's got to hold on to that ball. He had two fumbles. One of them was lost, and uh, you know it was already a tight squeaker of a game as it was at the end of this thing for the Redskins being able to pull it out. And I can only imagine, you know, if if that other fumble had been lost. I mean, Dude, these yeah. guys have these guys have got to hold on to the ball. 
These guys have got to hold on to the ball. You know what it is? It's because they gave him Liddell Betts' number 46, and that dude couldn't hold on to the ball to save his life. Butterfinger Betts. When he wasn't hurt. Dude, well, I have to give mine to Donovan McNabb. Can he throw an interception at a more inopportune time <laughs> or position on the field? Seriously. <laughs> Which one are you talking why about? Did, the first one or the second one? Why did, he throw that, why did he throw that ball, that guy that was like in his face? What was that about? Dude, and not to mention like he kills drives with interceptions like at important times. It's like, come on, dude. And they're not even close passes. They're not like bounce yeah, off he, of dude's hands or anything. They're just bad. This was definitely his worst game. I don't know if it was his worst game ratings-wise with that 56.8 rating. Which was just barely better than a Cutler, I think we mentioned at a fifty-four point three. But man, it was by far. It, he was terrible. He needs he to was shape absolutely up. Absolutely terrible. He needs to shape up. Or, yeah, or else he, he might to, need, I, He might get the sound effects soon if he doesn't shape up. Every quarterback has bad days, just like any other player. But uh, he hasn't yeah. had an exceptionally good day yet. <laughs> Guys, let me let me say this. Speaking of quarterbacks, you know, we, we've been saying, oh, thank God we have Donovan McNabb. He's so much better than Jason Campbell. Did anybody see that Oakland game? Um, I saw Don't get off on Campbell too much, though. He threw for two touchdowns, but that was all the running game. Yeah. They had, like, um, over 200 yards rushing in that game. They had over 300 true. yards rushing. Yeah, that's what But he did throw for two touchdowns, which is one more touchdown than McNabb threw for this game. And what was the final score? It was, like, some huge score. It was, like, 59 or something. To like right. 13 or something like that. But don't forget, the week before, Jason Campbell's quarterback rating was 10.3. Yeah, dude. <laughs> what was it this so, week? I, didn't, I don't um, know. I don't know. Yeah, we'll look that up. I can find that. Let me see if I can find that. Josh, look there. it up on your Just, iPhone. I'm talking to you on my iPhone. Oh. Boom. Uh, well, that's interesting. Uh, working. Working. His, uh, where the heck is it? There it is. His quarterback rating in this game actually was really, really good. Um, it was 127.9. But they could still have him. I don't ever want to see him in the Redskins again. That's about as good as you can get, isn't it? Once, it's like 162 or somewhere around 160 is the best quarterback rating you can get. Because why, why go metric when you can go American? Exactly. Um. Because they came up with that why, whole system. Why go over on a why go on a metric years. scale of one to one hundred when you can make something like oh the top rating is one hundred and sixty two point five or something like that? That makes no sense. Yeah, they came up with it like on a napkin in a bar after many drinks. And, and then they, they texted they texted their friends and they said, "What happens in Vegas stays in Aaron's Dropbox." <laughs> uh, did you really get out of bed and go look? No, I saw it in the morning when I woke up at 5. Thank goodness I didn't hear it because when someone texted me at 2.36 in the morning, I'm afraid <laughs> somebody's dead. And it was only two and a half hours before I had to get up for work. So thank goodness I didn't hear it. Josh was on his way back from Frank's Chicken Scratch when he sent that. Yellow At the chicken ranch. Anyway, let me see. Um... I also wanted to give a shout out to Stud Horse who likes to send us in his studs and duds. <laughs> and I believe his stud this week, well, I know his dud was McNabb, same as mine. And I think his stud yeah. might have been 
Hainsworth, dude, you copied me. Or did I copy you? I don't know. That's the question. So anyway, um, he gives a uh, shout-out to Terrain, he says. A goodbye, Portis. Yeah, well, there you go. Stud Horst is, of course, one of our long-time listeners here at HarryHogFootball.com, and he's also in the Fantasy Football League that we referred to earlier where Josh drafted Tony Romo. Speaking of, and, he uh, also said in that same email, sorry he had to beat me in Fantasy Football this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I'm gonna name a couple. I'm gonna name a couple listeners we haven't heard from in a while. One, Tom, that used to do Tom's trivia. Tom, where you at? And the other one, um, and where's the trivia? Uh, Dan- the other one, our our original number one original listener, Danny. Danny resurfaced Danny a while posts, back, dude. Danny posts on uh, Facebook and Twitter and stuff, but you check that stuff, Josh. He does. He posts occasionally. Occasionally. Well, dude, he's, he's grown. Like, he's not 13 years old anymore. He's like dating girls and going off to college by now. He's going to college by now. now yeah, something. he's probably like in like a junior or senior or something in high school. Danny, what are you? <laughs> what Danny. are you, dude? Danny, what give us you? the update. Danny, shoot us a note. Shoot us an email. So uh, tell us where to call you. So we want to have you on the podcast and see how your life has progressed. Yeah, as a Redskins fan. How we help shape your youth as a Redskins fan. Yes, and how you've been able to survive and become a a, a a useful human being in society despite us. Yeah, it'll be a hard-hitting episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, um, next week, uh, of course, Redskins are going to play against the Lions, who beat us last year. Ugh. Seriously. And Ford Field, it's on Halloween, so hopefully uh, they'll be able to get out of uh, Detroit before Hell Night starts. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I was in Detroit uh, yesterday. I think I was it's in gonna Detroit be Detroit yesterday. You know what? I, really, dude? You know what yeah. I'm interested in seeing in this game? Their rookie, uh, what's his oh. face, Sue, against Trent Williams. And Domica Sue once again, someone who's had some flashes of brilliance, is very, very talented. Mm-hmm. Trent Williams just doesn't get an off week, does he? Except for when he's too hurt to play. So. I'm interested He's in seeing a tough that. Guy, man. I'm interested in seeing how Matthew Stafford does upon returning from his injury, and I'm interested to see if our offense can actually step it up and do something because their defense is not the greatest in the world. Still, good lord, we it, it, McNabb has got to get better. He he had a really bad week. Yeah, if they don't I do something, we're going to lose next week. I mean, seriously. Yeah. So, there you go, dudes. It should be an interesting game, and the schedule only gets harder after that, so we really need to win this one. Seriously. Seriously. Yep. Anyway, I think, I think we're done, dude. That pretty much wraps it up for this week's episode. Um, What, Josh? No, so that's about it, right? Yeah, I think that about wraps it up. We'll talk to you guys next week. Speaking of Detroit... <laughs> Send us an email. Even though the song's about Chicago. I know. On a cold and gray Chicago morning, Cutler throws morning. another four interceptions. D Hall. Hey dudes, dudes, where was where was Andre Carter this week? I was going to ask you guys. He was in. Where was Andre Carter? He was in. Did he contribute? Um, I don't remember anything that stands out, but who knows. I know where he was. He was in the ghetto. 
<laughs> I think his mama cried. Anyway, shout out to Stud Horse and uh, David in um, Michigan was wondering where the uh, Tom was. Also, we haven't heard from Tom lately. The trivia. And uh, he says maybe since he lives up in Detroit, he'll actually be able to watch three games in a row if it's not blacked out. Or you could go to the game, dude. Maybe you could go to the game. Could do that. There's always that option. And represent Harry Hog Football. Anyway, we'll talk to you guys next week. Send us an email. Um, follow us on Twitter. We tweeted during the game this week. Um, thanks to David Lee Legal Services for his ongoing sponsorship and for being a Redskins fan. And that wraps it up. You guys have anything to add? And the Cowboys fans cry. <laughs> and the Cowboys are one in five. And the one in five. I love seeing Jerry Jones' face, <laughs> by the way. I love seeing Jerry Jones' face toward the end of those games when the Cowboys are losing. It, like, cracks me up. Anyway. I just love the fact that they were just like, oh, we're going to play the Super Bowl in our own stadium. And I know the season's not over. I know we're only at going into week eight right now. But how about a Cowboys? Yeah, it adds they're to all gonna be, They're going to be watching the Super Bowl from their stadium up in a box. And seeing that, dude, and seeing that stadium, like, all the stuff they show where the players go through, like, the crowd to get to the dressing room or the locker room and stuff, it's I'm like, so ignorant. it's kind of like Jerry Jones built the stadium and he's, like, planning for this huge party, spent all this money on it, and they're not going to show up. <laughs> and, and nobody showed up. <laughs> Cheese dip is getting hard. <laughs> <laughs> and Jerry Jones cried. All right. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk to you guys next week. Hail to the Red Sea. Three of you still listening? And if you see a Cowboys fan, Joker. Oh, oh, damn clavicle or collarbone or whatever they say that hurts. Bye bye. Oh, that hurts. Don't break that shit. Oh, and Jason Witten did say that it was a huge blow to the Cowboys. A huge blow. <laughs>